Hello and welcome. This is Communication Means Talking Together. My name is Arjun Bakshi. Let's learn a little bit about communication skills, leadership skills, and really how you'd like to improve your life, your career, and your outlook. Let's start. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode. I had a question thrown at me this uh, week and it was an interesting one. It was can you use communication skills to indirectly set yourself up for a promotion? Now, of course, you can use them directly, right? You can imagine confidently or without too much confidence, trying to make the case to your supervisor that you deserve a promotion. That's kind of been done. But what about the indirect stuff? The stuff that you might consider influence, right? Improving your persona, improving your presence, improving, I guess, people's image of you. What are some things we can do to be respected more, to be given more opportunities, and ultimately to be given more responsibility? The first thing I, I would say is word choice. Not using complex words per se, but using words that make you stand out. Just the kinds of words that you might hear on this podcast. So a lot of people can say, just as an example, a lot of people might say, oh, that's a good painting. That's a great painting. It's a very common way of saying it, right? What if you could say, oh, that painting is exquisite? It's a little bit different. Or you can think about how a painting affects you. And you can say, oh, that's an inspiring painting. None of these words, exquisite or inspiring, right, or insightful is another one for you. None of these words are outside of everyone's daily dictionary, or might I say, lexicon. But they're Different words, words that we wouldn't use every day. And when you and I delve deep into our reserves of of vocabulary and try to be specific in how we describe things such that it connects to how things impact us, how objects impact us, how feelings or events or experiences impact us. See what I did there? Instead of saying things, I I tried to use other words that might express the same idea with more precision. And I think that's the magic of vocabulary. Not complexity, but precision and inspiration. If the word choice that you deploy gets people to think, huh, That's an example. Or if it gets them to really understand the idea in a whole new way, they have a new perspective on it. They have insight on it. They have a deeper connection to it. Now you know you've used vocabulary well. So let's bring this tool to the well and most important task of having people respect you more at work so that you could possibly 
move yourself closer in line for greater responsibility. So that's the first thing. We are always looking at using words that subtly then add on to how people see us. So if you describe yourself as very responsible, if you describe yourself as growth-oriented, if you describe yourself as ambitious-driven, right? These are very typical words you might have seen in different people's resumes, but we don't necessarily, you know, use them in a, in a typical workday. And I think that might be something we can change about ourselves. So you could say, this project is driven by a fantastic team that I'm proud to be a part of. So you're not necessarily describing yourself, you're describing the team that you're a part of, but it's an association to you, so it starts to stick to you, glom on to you, right? So think about words that might connect to promotions. And what are those words that then you can use in an ongoing way? So we've thought of a few already, growth, responsibility, ambitious, driven, and how about sincere, earnest, right? Those are a few more personal traits. Uh, I'm a big fan, may never have spoken about, uh, spoken about this uh, in one of our episodes just yet, but um, if I did, I'm a big fan of signing of emails with sincerely. It's my personal favorite. You could sign off your emails in a lot of different ways, right? We'll take a little tangent here. Yours faithfully was the old way, the British way, right? Uh, best regards, pretty common. Best, if you're in a rush. I even had a, a friend who used to sign off BR, best regards for short. Um, thanks is a common one. And uh, sometimes people will just write their name. Sincerely, though, it's one of my favorites because it's good for all ages, all cultural backgrounds. Doesn't matter if you are English first or English second language. Doesn't matter uh, if you're very formal or a very informal person. As long as you write sincerely, there's nobody you'll offend and nobody will feel it's too stodgy or out of place. So that's what one example that I would say. Because I'm trying to build my own image, my own brand, my own persona, in all my interactions with clients, colleagues, friends, and what have you, whoever I'm emailing, if I sign off all my emails with sincerely, that becomes more and more over time associated to me. That's, that so-and-so is a dependable person. You can rely on him. He's helpful. I can count on him. He's a good friend to have in a jam, right? And that's really what I'm going for, and that he really cares about the work he's doing, okay, and the relationships he has with those he works with. So coming back to the idea of promotions, so far we've talked about how you can use vocabulary and word choice in emails, conversations, PowerPoint presentations, reports, and hallway conversation to associate yourself in a positive, active sense, right? Just like you would if you were writing a resume. Same psychology is at play. Just instead of being sort of drilled into one document, 
it's spread out, sprinkled over many, many small interactions, many, many small conversations over a period of time. What else can we do without being too direct? Obviously, we should be direct as a time and place, especially if there's a job opening that's out there that you think you're a fit for. How about this? Who are the people? Think about your organization's org chart. Think about the people that are important enough to make decisions about hiring or recommendations regarding hiring or sourcing regarding hiring and so on. Many of these people will be in leadership positions in your business unit or they're in the talent department, HR, if that's what they call it in your company, but they're somehow connected to you. And in the old days, you know, pre-pandemic, what people would do is they would just have all these company events and you'd introduce yourself to a thousand people that you might work with. Not literally, you get the point though. And so you would have in your contacts list a really good cross-section of your own company. These days it's a little harder because people aren't just happenstance bumping into each other. Although as you know, the uh, people return to the office in whatever form, that might resume as well. So nonetheless, think about the org chart. Look at people that are even, as you would see on platforms like LinkedIn, one or two levels removed from you, right? But there's someone connecting you. Maybe they're a second level connection, as LinkedIn would call it. There's someone connecting you that acts as a kind of reputation builder. Go ahead, send a message, make a connection. You work for the same company, you have someone in common, and you can seek their advice. Okay. If someone is perfectly satisfied with the job they have, responsibility they have, and, you know, clocking in, clocking out nine to five, trust me, they're not taking the time to make new connections and start new conversations because that's not their job. But people who do make connections, who do add to their contacts list and who do create new conversations and people to take advice from, that's an open-minded person. That's a curious person. That's an interesting person. You can see already you'll get points for being a good communicator, points for being curious, points for being interesting, points for being friendly, and points for being a good networker, because people appreciate that. It's a skill. Not everybody does it well. And you might make a few mistakes if this is something new to you, but it's worth a shot. So far, what have we got? We've got sort of the sprinkling and smattering of positive identifiers for responsibility, words that fit that kind of description, just like you would have in a resume, but spread over many, many small conversations, written or otherwise. We've also had uh, another opportunity that we talked about how you make more contacts around the cross-section of your company so that you're in the know. People can look you up. People can think of you. And when they're scrolling through their LinkedIn list or their contact list, thinking about, you know, someone who's a good fit for a role, well, they know you. And at least you're on someone's radar. 
third piece. And we always like to go in threes when we're making these kind of shows, right? That's another tip to you. Always talk in threes. It's the perfect number for you to make a list. And that's actually the perfect point. Make some lists. Because one thing that we are not always good at is cataloging, well, what we're good at. So what are some things you're actually good at? Have you ever sat down? Yes, you have a resume, possibly. But maybe go deeper than that. And maybe there's some experiences you have, work-related and not work-related, that don't fit on a resume. How about making that list? And with that list, how about making some stories to go with those lists, right? It doesn't matter if it's the harmonica or if it's that you went to Peru or that you enjoy uh, playing with your Labrador. Make the most interesting list about yourself, work-wise, personality-wise, interest-wise, skill-wise, and attach a story, even if it's just a two, three-line story, that illustrates that skill or that interest or that fascination that you have. Because here's the beauty. By the end of it, when people are hiring us or promoting us or giving more responsibilities, they're not just looking for someone who can do the work. They're looking for someone they like, because if they like us, chances are they trust us. And if they trust us, it's okay for us to make mistakes because they know we'll learn and we'll do it right the next time. So here, there you have it, folks. Working for promotion in other episodes of this podcast, we'll talk a lot about the sales pitch and making sure that everybody has a strong story to tell about, about themselves and explain who you are and convince the other person you're the perfect person for the job or the promotion. But today we talked about how to make yourself sellable and worthy in an ongoing way because you never know who's watching. And that's the beauty about these kinds of things. Whenever you're in a group environment, you're in meetings, you're walking up and down the hallway of your office building or so forth, somebody's always watching you or thinking about you or reading your emails, right? Because you see how many emails people get copied on these days. You don't always know how each person is reacting, right? But if you have a strong image, strong personal brand that you're putting out there and it has all the right characteristics that you want people to associate associate you with, chances are it will catch someone's interest. Before you know it, they'll have a great job for you to pick up and excel at. Thank you for joining us this week with Communication Means Talking Together. Join us every week, and we can also be in touch via email or through our social media. Go to our website, cultureofspeak.com, for more details. And see you next week. Goodbye for now.